believe to us now. And if you have your Bibles, if you would, please go with me to the book of 1 Samuel this morning. We're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 3. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 3 this morning is be my opening text. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. And we do want to let you know we're glad you're here this morning. And uh, we know some of you traveled from a ways. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just pray in the name of Jesus that God supernaturally gives you better gas mileage this morning. Come on now. Or somebody blesses you on the way home or something. But anyways, it's good to have you. It's good to see you this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 3, praise the Lord. As I get settled here, if you'll turn there, and if you need to, you can follow along on the screen. All right. And the Word of God reads, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli. And word from the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were infrequent. And it happened at the time as Eli was lying down in his place. Now his eyesight had began to grow dim and he could not see well. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. That the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. Then he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and he laid down and the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he answered, he says, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you shall say, Speak, Lord. Somebody say, Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. For your servant is listening. Somebody say, I'm listening. I'm listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and then the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. And Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Somebody say, speak for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel. <laughs> wow. At which both ears of everyone who hears, somebody say, who hears, it will tingle. And in that day, I will carry out against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to judge his house 
forever for the iniquity which he knew because his sons brought a curse on themselves and he did not rebuke them. Mm. Therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. And so Samuel lay down until morning and then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. But Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. And then Eli says, Samuel, he came to him and he said, Samuel, my son. And he said, yeah, here I am. And he said, what is the word that he spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all the words that he spoke to you. And so Samuel being the good disciple, the good spiritual son, amen. So Samuel told him in verse 18, everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord, let him do what seems good to him. Thus Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fail. And all of Israel from Dan even to Bathsheba knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus and we thank you for this time together, God. We thank you for your word, Lord. Let me communicate what you have clearly today, God. Father, let me hear your voice this morning and be able to communicate it to your people, God. Father, I thank you that you are faithful, God. I thank you, God, that you, God, are still speaking to this very day. You're still speaking to your people, to your children. Father, I just pray that you let us hear. And not only hear, God, but let us listen. Father, I thank you today. I praise you. I honor you. I thank you for every soul that's in here. I just pray blessings over them, God, as they hear your voice, as they listen to your voice, and as they obey. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would give the Lord a hand praise this morning, amen. I want to talk to you this morning, uh, and I, this may become a series, so I wanted to kind of give you a heads up, and I want to call it the, the listening series, praise God. And my question, my topic today, which is actually a question, is do you hear? And I believe God put this out on my heart because uh, the Lord is speaking right now to his church, and he's speaking to his people but there's some that are not hearing them. And the Lord is speaking to his people and there's some that hear him, but they're not really listening. And of course, we know that sometimes this can be the case for various reasons. Sometimes it's just because we're so busy, amen, and we're so caught up in what's going on and what's around us and all the loud noises that sometimes, amen, it's difficult for us to begin to hear what God is saying. And sometimes it's because we just can't focus in and we can't, amen, begin to pay attention and really listen to what the Lord has to say. Or maybe it's because we just, amen, are like little Samuel here in, in chapter 3, amen, and where we just really didn't know the Lord on that level just yet. Because if you notice when you look in this scripture, 
One thing that it said was the young Samuel who was being raised up to be a prophet, amen, for the Lord, amen, which a prophet is one that will take what the Lord speaks and begin to share it and prophesy it to the people of God. In other words, he is a spokesman for what God is speaking. Are y'all with me today? See, sometimes, amen, even across this pulpit, we're prophesying what the Lord is saying. Are y'all with me? Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying I'm a prophet. Some of you are. I'm not. But God does use me to prophesy. Praise the Lord. Amen. But God is good. You know, the Bible says here that Samuel, he didn't yet know the Lord in that way. See, that's why it's so important for us, amen, not to just have religion, but have a relationship. And that's why it's important for us not just to know about God, but to actually have a personal, intimate encounter, day-to-day relationship with a living God so that we can know who he is, so that we can know when he's speaking, so that we can hear his voice, amen, and listen to what he is saying. And I'm here to tell you this morning, this is a time where God is saying you need to begin to make sure that you hear but you also need to make sure that you are listening because I am speaking some things amen right now that is going to be crucial that you are in tuned that you are connected amen that as you are in a place amen where all the noise around you and all the distraction and all the loud voices amen and all of that that you hear amen you can still hear what I'm saying because I'm going to give you some instructions and some direction, amen, and some, amen, information that is crucial that you are listening. Can I get an amen? amen. Somebody say God is, good. God is good. Now I want to share with you real quick a quick story that some of you might be able to relate to. Amen. There was a man that was concerned about his wife's hearing. Amen. So he did what every good man does that, amen. He goes and consults his doctor. Praise the Lord. Amen. Women, they'll go to their homegirl or their friend. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But he goes and he consults his doctor and he says, Doc, it's getting really bad. You know, it's just, it's getting bad. The doctor said, well, how bad? How bad is it really getting? Amen. He says, I don't know. I don't know how bad, but it's getting bad. And he, and he, and he says, help me find out, doc. And of course, the doctor, amen, gave him a good suggestion like, amen, he would do. Amen. Praise the Lord. And he says, when you get home, amen, you call to her from the front door. And then... Go nearer to the room where she is, and you call to her from outside the room. And then finally, after you do that, then you go up to her, and you speak up close, and you see what happens. And that way, we'll know how bad her hearing really is. And so when this man got home, amen, he stood at the front door, and he called out, and he said, darling... Is dinner ready? And he heard nothing. 
Amen. And so finally he went up to his wife and he spoke in her ears and he says, darling, is dinner ready? And the wife looked at him and said, for the third time, yes. Dinner is ready. <laughs> and so what this man thought was, he thought that his wife was the problem when really the problem was actually his. And I want you to look at this because sometimes this is true also in our relationship with God. Amen. Because we're not hearing him. Are y'all with me today? You know, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 13 and 15. He says, the people's ears are dull of hearing. He said, God has spoken through the prophets, but they are not hearing it. Now, we know, amen, when we look at the Bible, Jesus comes and he says, I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it. Amen. And the very thing that was shared through the prophets in the Old Testament is the same thing that Jesus is coming back through and communicating in the New Testament. Are y'all with me today? And he says here, he says their hearing is dull. Amen. And God has spoken through the prophets, but they're not hearing it. Now, I want you to think for a moment in times of our struggle with God, maybe his silence. Now, we know there was a time of silence, wasn't there? From the time of the Old Testament all the way, amen, until we begin to speak again in the new. Are y'all with me today? There was a time of silence, amen, but I'm here to tell you that was then, praise God. And one reason why he was silent is because they had quit listening, you know, I always tell them, I say, you know, the time that you need to really worry about me, amen, it's not whenever I'm getting on to you or when I'm sharing something with you. It's when I stop saying anything to you. When I stop saying something to you, that's when you need to worry. If I'm correcting you, I'm rebuking you, I'm whatever, sharing with you, I'm imparting it to you, you know, and whatever, whatever, then that's, you know, that's okay, we're good. But when I quit saying something to you, but God is good, Amen. So I want us to look at this in, in, in regards to heart because one thing that, uh, you know, Brother Zachariah says, we got to examine ourselves. We got to look at our own life, amen, concerning this word. This word is a mirror to shine in our face so we can see ourselves according to the image of Christ and the word of God, not for others, amen. So look at this concerning your situation. Examine yourself for a moment, amen, because in times of struggle with God's silence, you know, could it be that God has already spoken, but we're not listening, Now, we know God's voice can be a still, small voice. Are y'all with me today? So here we are. We thought that the issue was on God's side, but in reality, it's actually ours. It's kind of like that man who thought it was his wife's issue with hearing, but the, really, the issue he had was his own hearing. So we're going to look, amen, at Samuel as he learns to discern the voice of God. But before we do, I want to share a few things with you that might be helpful in, for just a moment. And I want to talk to you about hearing, and I want to talk to you about listening for just a moment. Because just like obedience and submission are two different things, how sometimes hearing and listening can be two different things. You know, sometimes we can hear, but are you listening? 
And so hearing and listening are two related words that are sometimes used interchangeably, but they have two completely differences. Amen. And so I want to share with you what Webster has to say for just a moment. Amen. Webster defines hearing as this. He says, the the process, the function or power of perceiving sound, specifically the sense by which noises and tones are received at stimuli. So here it is, what we see here is that hearing takes on this biological scientific meaning, which is yielding only to the process of hearing sound. And so a science article describes it as a complex process that involves many parts of the ear working together to convert sound waves into information that the brain understands and interprets as sounds. Now as Christians, we hear, amen, you know, if you think about it, you hear at least 52 sermons a year, if you come on Sunday, there's 52 weeks in a year. Some of you come on Wednesday. Some of you hear a sermon every day, and some of you hear a sermon all day. Praise God. You're like, they don't quit teaching, amen. I'm thinking, when are they going to go do something else? Well, that's just the season you're in, amen. Embrace it. Thank you, Jesus. You probably need to hear it. <laughs> Embrace it. You know, the seasonal change when probably when you start listening. They're like, they preach the same thing over and over in the home. I mean, I enjoy when pastor comes. I enjoy when Zachariah comes. I enjoy when Corey comes. I enjoy him. But but otherwise, we're hearing the same message. Well, that's probably because you ain't got it yet. I'm just kidding. Don't Don't be mad at me. So here he is. We hear about 52 sermons at least in a year at church. Amen. Not factoring. Amen. Uh. You know, other times or sermons we listen to in our personal times or crusades or conferences or whatever it may be, right? But if we look at the number of sermons, amen, wise counsel and Bible studies and devotionals that we were present for or did on our own personal time, amen, and we can say that we have heard a lot, but hearing is just hearing. In other words, there's no call to action attached to it. Do you want to know when, have you ever seen your kids and you say, listen, Do you hear what I'm saying? Are you listening to what I'm saying? And then, of course, one way my wife taught me that you check to see if they're listening is you say, okay, well, then tell me what I just told you. Sometimes I do that. They're like, you preach an awesome sermon. I said, cool. What'd you like about it? I don't know, man, but it was awesome. So you mean you like that Holy Ghost that was coming? Now, for me, I had a lot of attention span problems, amen, and I was, you know, all those issues that come with, uh, you know, that lifestyle and whatever else the devil tries to put on you, amen, A-D-D-A-H-D-D, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, and my staff is all A-D-D, that's the only way you can do this type of ministry, but it drives me nuts sometimes, they, they've learned how to harness it by the grace of God, amen, you know, you see them bouncing around here and there, it's like, dude, do you even know what I, you know, do you hear me? You know, you know, for those of you Pink Floyd fans, do you hear me? Is there anyone around? Hello. I don't listen to worldly music anymore, but I mean, there was a time when I was a heathen and I did. Amen. And I love music. I choose not to put that stuff in my spirit today because I'll be wondering who's around tweaking. 
Hello. I don't go there. There's enough good Christian music out there to put in my spirit. Amen. You know. Now, my wife's kind of got me a little bit where I listen to a little romantic music every blue moon. Amen. Because when I'm not praising Jesus, I need to be praising her or something, I guess. Or loving her like Christ loved the church. Hello. I'm still working on that, but I believe it's possible. If God commanded it, it can be done. Hello. It's just not done in your own strength. Hello, somebody. It's done in the power of the Holy Ghost. Supernaturally. Baby, I'm going to have a supernatural relationship. It's the only way it's going to work. Got to get some of that supernatural stuff going. Because naturally, I can't love you. Amen. Sometimes I can't even stand you. Hello. That's what she tells me anyways. By the way, we will be starting marriage class pretty soon. <laughs> Brother Josh and Amanda will be heading that up. They have a little more success than I do, praise God. But I'm in their class right now, by the way. <laughs> We're on week five, I think, or four or something. Amen. I learned four weeks in a row how much of a piece of garbage I am when it comes to being a husband. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Praise God. I'm like, man, I'm really jacked up. <laughs> man, how has she put up with me for 16 years? My God. It's only by the grace of God. Yeah, you're in the same boat. Don't worry. Hello. I'm in good company. That's what I love about it. You know what I'm saying? Even if they won't admit it, I already know I'm in good company. So I'm all right. You know, kind of <laughs> all right. Praise God. I don't know where I'm at in my sermon, but. Yeah. There's no what? Oh, yeah. There's no call to action. And, you know. Not only is there no call to action, in other words, but there's no obligation. Hello, somebody. Or there's no responsibility. We got a lot of people like that. They won't take responsibility. And there's no lasting connection. Amen. Because hearing is a complex process that actually involves many parts of the ear working together to convert sound waves into information. That the brain understands and interprets as sound. Amen. Now I want you to look at that. We know that the enemy is the prince of the power of the air. He tries to mess up those, what you interpret. Amen. That's why you find yourself in some kind of crazy fight that you have no idea how you got there. Like why are we even fighting? I never, <laughs> what the heck did I say? <laughs> All right. God is good. Amen. But the Bible says this, he says, he that have an ear, let him hear. Have y'all heard Jesus say that? He that have an ear, let him hear. Amen. And Jesus was the first recorded saying this statement in Matthew 11 and 15, after he confirmed that indeed the Savior, the Messiah spoken of in the Old Testament was to come. Amen. He said, Here, he that have an ear, let him hear. Amen. Let him hear what the prophets have been preaching. Let him hear what the prophets have been saying. Amen. 
And of course, he come to just confirm, amen, and fulfill what the prophets had said. He came to fulfill the prophecy. You see it in Isaiah that was fulfilled through Jesus Christ, amen. Those prophets, those prophecies were fulfilled. Are y'all with me today? And if you get a really good teacher of the word, you can, he can really break some of that stuff down or just blow your mind, amen, and just really, amen, really learn some good stuff. But when we look at this, so the, the Old Testament echoes, right, what's heard in the New Testament. So Jesus is confirming that he is the fulfillment of the Messianic prophecy that was spoken of the old in the Genesis 3.15. He says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between the seed and her seed, and it shall bruise the head and thou shalt bruise his heel, which was the first promise given by God, amen, promising what? A redeemer. Hello, somebody. And Jesus, all throughout his ministry, said, he said, he that hath an ear, let him hear. And so multiple times, amen, after he taught or spoke, amen, he said this. And in the Greek, amen, the word hear is actually, and I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, but akuo, which is referring to the primary verb to hear, to attend to, consider what is or has been said. Consider it. Hello. Somebody say consider it. To understand, to perceive the sense of what is said. Now, I want you to look at that because that's what the word hear means. Now, the word listen is something a little different. It's very similar, amen. They're used interchangeable, but it's different. And so the word, the Webster defines the, the word listen as the, uh, to give ear to hear. And so in other words, to listen means to hear something with thoughtful attention. To give consideration to listen to a plea, to be alert, to catch an expected sound. Amen. Are y'all with me today? I want you to look at this today. Hello, somebody, because God is calling us to not just merely hear him. Amen. But he's calling us to listen, whether that's reading the Bible, amen, whether that's hearing a sermon, but he's calling us to proactively display the verb of hearing, which is to listen. And to take heed, to be attentive, to hear with thoughtful attention, to hearken to. Romans 6 and 16 says this. Do you not know that to whom you present your, yourselves slaves to obey, you are the one slaves who you obey, whether of sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. So in other words, hearing and listening means that there's going to be obedience that happens. That follows. If you really are listening to me, there's going to be some action that takes place. You know, there's a lot of people that hear sermons all year long. Amen. But their actions don't change. They leave here doing the same thing they were doing before they came. But God is a God of transformation. God is a God of change. You want to know when God really shows up? Whenever there begins to be a change in your life. It's just like repentance. Repentance occurs not when you say you're sorry. Not when you say amen. But whenever you begin to have change of mind. Change of heart. Change of action. Amen. Change of lifestyle. That's when repentance begins to happen. And even if you begin to make a mistake and you begin to fall you get back up and you begin to walk in that change because you're not the same person that you were before the bible says amen when the holy ghost came upon them they were changed into another man 
When you get saved, you're a, the, you're a new creation. The old things have passed. The new things have come. No, you're not perfect. No, you're not, you know what I'm saying? But you're working towards it. You're being sanctified. Hello, somebody. Positionally and, amen, and, and continuously. Are y'all with me today? Progressively. There's the word I was looking for. Progressive. When you're saved, you're positionally sanctified right there. You're sanctified. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You were red as crimson. Now you're white as snow. Amen. You're the righteousness of God. You're sanctified. You're set apart. But there's also progressive sanctification. You're becoming more and more like Christ each and every day through the word of God, through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, through, through change. Amen. The mind being renewed. These things, amen, are renewing. You know, I don't know about you, but there, when I truly encounter God, amen, I begin to have some change. So here we are. We're looking there. Amen. I want to share with you a scripture, if you'll put this up so they can see it. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. Because God is saying, do you hear me? Are you listening? He says this, and now it shall be, if you diligently obey... The Lord your God. If you obey that voice, if you obey that word, if you hear what he's saying, you listen and you get into action, amen? Because action is obey. Faith, amen, without works is dead. Faith, amen, brings action. Faith brings, amen, movement. Faith, amen, it's the same way. And he says here, so if you diligently obey the Lord your God, be careful to do all his commandments, amen, which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Let's look at verse 2. And all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. If you obey the word of the Lord. Now we have this, amen, the 66 books of the Bible as the word of the Lord, amen. But we also have a God that's speaking, whether it's through his word or whether it's through his still small voice or whether it's through your pastor or whether it's through a man of God or a woman of God or a prophet like Samuel, amen, or a prophet, amen, in the house or even my little eight-year-old Adoniah who speaks, amen, the words of God, amen, and tells me, amen, about myself sometimes. Now, daddy, you know that's not God. That's not godly. Have you ever, I mean, I, I can appreciate her, especially since I know she's living it. I don't mind, you know, I'll take a rebuke from anybody, even if they're not living it, you know what I'm saying? If it's truth, but it's a little easier when they're living it. Amen. That's why she can get up here and preach a message. Amen. That's about five minutes long. Amen. It's got more power than a lot of messages. We can speak for hours. She said, y'all need to grow up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you know, it don't take but a few words from God. It maybe just take one word from God. Amen. And if it's really from him, boom. But I, I, I believe I need to share this with you today because I believe God is speaking some things. Amen. God is sharing some things, but he's saying it's time for you to begin to listen. 
It's time for you not to just hear what I'm saying and keep going on about your business. It's not time to not just have dull ears, but it's time to begin to tune in, amen, and lock in and begin to try to, and you know, even in the midst of the distraction, even in the midst of the loudness around you, even in the midst of the other voices, amen, that are louder. Sometimes, you know, the devil's voice can be louder sometimes. Hello, somebody. Amen. Sometimes, amen, to all the noise around you is loud. You've got to learn to tune in. You've got to learn to listen to what the Lord is speaking because God is beginning to speak some things to the churches that are going to be necessary in order to put things in place, in order to put people where they need to be, in order to get you ready for what's coming. Amen. He says you've got to start listening because it's coming. Amen. Right now. And you've got to be in place in order to do it. And I'm going to begin to shift things around and I'm going to begin to move some things and I'm going to begin to provide in some ways. But you've got to be in place and you've got to be listening. You've got to be attentive. Hello, somebody, so that you can obey. He's giving some strategy. He's giving some direction. I love it when God just begins to lay something out. I've been sit there and pray for months and months, and God's, God's not no dummy, you know. He waits a while to begin to tell me. He'll show me glimpses, amen, so that I can just continue to go forward, amen. But he'll wait to really lay it out till it's time to really just begin to walk in it. Because I'll go mess it up. Amen. If he showed me everything he was going to do in my ministry, I'd be, a, you know what I'm saying? I probably wouldn't take care of A, B, C, D, E, and F. I'd be over there trying to take care of X, Y, and Z. So he knows how to deal with me. You know, he knows us. He said, I got to watch that guy until I mature him a little bit, till I grow him to where he can understand okay yes this is a word from the lord yes it's okay if it doesn't happen in the next 24 hours it doesn't mean god's a liar doesn't mean i misheard him it may even be a vision that's for a whole nother generation it may surpass even my lifetime i still heard him right i may not be the one to fulfill it i may not be the one to carry it out that doesn't mean it wasn't god you know how that enemy is. Oh, that wasn't God. Nah, he didn't mean that. See, it ain't happening. And of course, God's always speaking to your future. He's always speaking of not what you are, but what you're going to become. Amen. He's always speaking of not where you are, but where you're going. Hello, somebody. Amen. You could be a drug addict and he can speak to you right there. And amen. He doesn't say, look here, you little drug addict. He says, no, you're a man of God that's going to prophesy to the, to the agent. You're going to reach souls. You're going to change lives. You're going to be preaching. You're going to be teaching. You're going to be taking cities. See, some of us, he showed us everything. We wouldn't be able to be able to be productive right now where we're at and what we're doing. You know, because that we can't, we, you know, you ever seen that song that they talk about waiting, waiting on you, Lord, and I will serve you. Some of us haven't got that part. Amen. We got to serve him right here where we're at. That's why sometimes I don't get all locked up in Bible prophets. I mean, uh, in, in, in Revelation sometimes. Yeah, Jesus is coming back. Yeah, we got to know. Yes, I need to know what time it is. But if I sat there and preached that to y'all, amen, we would forget about what we're doing right here, right now. Now, I like hearing it, and I'm not going to be, you know, believe myself in the dark, and I believe we need to know. But if that's all I taught, we'd we still be having trouble trying to love our brother next to us that God's trying to tell us to love. 
We, we ain't even got down the part about love your brother as yourself yet. But we want to know all the oracles of God. Amen. Coming up out of Revelation and everything that John saw on the island of Patmos. And then we want to begin to communicate it in the Greek and the Hebrew. Amen. And every other darn thing. I like it when he said, hey, what about the simplicity of the gospel? You know, that's what I'm all about. And I'm not bashing that. I said, I love stuff. I love Perry Stone. Amen. I love old boy out of uh, hearing old boy out, out of San Antonio. Amen. I love that stuff. Are y'all with me today? But sometimes, you know me, I'll be, you know, I'll be like those people that are, you know, one of those people that are setting up for the, you know, they go store all that stuff and do all that stuff. What do they call those people? What do they call them? Huh? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be a prepper, boy. I won't be preaching no word. I'll be out there digging a hole, trying to get, find a way to get a, in a bomb shelter or something. <laughs> all right, I don't know where I'm going with that, but anyways, it don't matter. I do like that show, Preppers. Though. I haven't seen that in a long time, huh? I haven't watched TV in a long time. I haven't even got to see the news. But I can feel it in the spirit. I know that Trump went and met with 120 evangelical ministers uh, last week. And he had, the, he had the press in there. And he said, you know what, it's time for y'all to go ahead and go. I need to talk to these guys. And he, and he asked the press to leave. And he began to share what he shared. Amen. And surprisingly, it didn't. you got these men of God that are not... You know, they know how to handle a word and hold on to it and do what they need to do with it. Amen. And, but they, you know, it wasn't just blasted everywhere. Does that make sense? Of course, it did leak out. Praise God. But, you know, he's just, he began to prophesy to the people about what was to come, especially concerning election and concerning, you know what I'm saying, the, what's being put, things are being put in place and everything else, and con- begin to prophesy concerning what will happen uh, according to, you know, when, if, if, we, if we end up with uh, the wrong person in office. I mean, we already know that. I already know that. I know that this last election was a timetable, amen. That was a time clock, amen, based on what was going to begin to take place. I promise you, amen, we would be, you know, we begin to feel the oppression that was coming in the previous, in the, you know, in the previous office, amen. But, amen, and that oppression was lifted, but that would have just in, in, intensified even more greatly. We, we'd be feeling it right there in our face right now. You know what Proverbs says, amen, when the... Amen. When the wicked rule, amen, the people mourn. But when the righteous are in office, the people rejoice. God gave us a little more grace, even with that, you know, interesting character of a president. You know, with his, you know, unorthodox, you know, politically incorrect ways of tweeting or whatever he does. But he's got them over there in in Korea letting uh, uh, Christians come and preach the gospel over there when those people wanted to see all of us blown up in a bomb, amen. And and I don't care whether the guy's white, black, Chinese, gray, what he is, amen. I care what the word of God says, amen. I know the Bible says that God hates, amen, a few things, amen. One of them is the shedding of innocent blood. Hello, somebody. With abortion. Amen. 
God is good. Amen. Amen. I know God is against homosexual marriage because God ordained marriage to be of a man and a woman. And it's a covenant of God's, a representation of God's. And we legalize that as an abomination. Amen. That's beginning to bring an abomination on a, on a whole national level. Amen. And I don't know why I'm preaching this to you, yo. Well, what about when we no longer take care of Israel and that's the apple of God's eye? I don't care who the guy is in there. He can be the biggest clown he wants. He can be Ronald McDonald. I don't care. Amen. If he stands for what the word of God says. I don't care if I thought I seen him on Bart Simpson 12 years ago or not, man. It don't matter. I can't help it. Bart Simpson prophesied. Yeah. I remember seeing it. I was sitting in the Harris County Jail watching Bart Simpson. Seeing Donald Trump on there. All right, let me get back to my sermon. Yeah, I'm, I got to reel it back in. God is good, amen. So let's look at Samuel for just a second, and then we'll, get, we'll go ahead and move on to what God has for us. So Samuel, Samuel was set apart by God to be a prophet. Amen. That was God's plan, his purpose, when he wove them together in his mother's womb. Amen. And so as a result, he has to listen to what God says, and he has to proclaim it. Amen. We are called to proclaim the gospel, to preach the gospel to all creation. To make disciples. So here he is. He's got to be able to hear God. And he's got to be able to proclaim it to the people. And we see how God begins to prepare his servant Samuel. Amen. And Samuel grows up in the Lord's house. And trains himself to serve the Lord under the priest Eli. Eli was the priest. He was in Eli's house. He wasn't a blood son of Eli's, but he was there getting trained. God put him in a place where he could have somebody pour into him and disciple him, amen, and equip him and train him for what was going to take place. And so here he is. He's in Eli's house, the priest, amen, and he's getting trained by the Lord. And he was placed even in a similar circumstance as Eli's son. But this is different. What's different about Samuel is he had chosen to honor God and to defile himself. Now, I want you to look at that because the scriptures that I read a little further in it was that judgment was coming upon Eli's house because of what his sons had done and the fact that he didn't rebuke them concerning it. Amen. And so judgment came upon Eli's house. Amen. And this is where God began to speak to Samuel for the first time in that way where he could hear and he was having to give the message. And Eli says, look, son, what is it that God said? I know God spoke to you. Now, the Bible says, amen, that, that Samuel didn't know God in that way yet. He hadn't really had that type of relationship. He hadn't learned how to hear, amen, and listen to what God was saying. But here you begin to see it take place, amen. And I want you to know that sometimes, amen. 
It doesn't matter. Amen. You can be right there. It don't matter whether you're the blood son. It don't matter whether you're the, the, you know, the adopted son. It don't matter whether you were grafted in and you, amen, or whether you were, you were a Jew, amen, and you were in from the beginning. It don't matter, amen. You got the same chance as the person next to you. Are you with me today? Amen. And Eli's son chose to defile himself and defile the Lord. Amen. And here we are, Samuel, the one that was called by God, the prophet, decided to begin to obey God and do what God was called to do. And you begin to see God begin to move in his life in a major way. But it was God's grace and the prayers, I believe, of his mother, amen, that Samuel was kept safe. You'd be surprised what a praying mother can do. You'd be surprised what a praying father can do. Some of you are here today because of a praying mother and a praying father. God, make my son into a man of God. I know he's a heathen right now, but make him into a man of God. Make him into a fiery preacher. Make him into a prophet. Make him prophesy. Make him reach the nations. God is good, amen? So he was kept safe. And the Bible says that this sin of the young men was so very great in the Lord's sight that for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen epit. So here they are, the brothers over here, they're defiling the Lord, defiling themselves. And guess what? Old Samuel's over here, and guess what he's doing? He's worshiping God. He's praising God. Amen? He's ministering to the Lord. I love it when I see these kids come through here, amen, and they're broken, and they come through this challenging life, amen, and then God touches them, amen, and then they're worshiping, praise God, amen, I'd rather go through some things and be up there worshiping that I would never go through nothing, amen, and not even have a reason to worship God. Are y'all with me today? That's what I'm talking about. Whatever it takes, God. So what I had to go through the abuse and neglect and rejection, amen, and all these other things. It don't matter, God, if that's what it takes for me to praise you today. I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. Hello. Come on now. Sometimes it's good to go through some things. Man, that's what David said. He said, amen. Hello, it's good that I was afflicted. Before I did, I went astray. It's good that I've gone through some things. It's good that I've been locked up. It's good that I was a drug addict. It's good that I went through abuse. It's good that I went through neglect. Because guess what? I, I got a fire burning in me now. So here we are, old Samuel's worshiping and ministering to the Lord. And his brothers are over there probably living high on the hog. Probably number one in Fortnite on Xbox. And he had praise and worship music on in his room. Got the glory cloud in there. So what if you don't have an Xbox? We're going to have to work on my anaerobic. And the Bible says that he continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord. 
And not only with the Lord, but with men. Does that sound familiar? That's almost what it sounded like whenever Jesus was a boy. He began to grow in statute and favor. Amen. With God and with men. Yeah. The Bible says when you're right with God, even your enemies will be at peace with you. You'll begin to get favor. Amen. With many cities, favor with government, favor with regions. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? And if you are getting persecuted, that don't always mean you ain't right. That means maybe you're just going through some persecution. <laughs> but you do maybe examine yourself, see what's causing it. Sometimes you get persecuted because you're doing the right thing. I promise you, I live that. I preached a series, a sermon, amen. My persecution pushes you to your death.